You're listening to Winnipeg's Classic 107. My name is Simon Rusnak. Polycoro is back with Revisions, the first concert in their 2022-23 season, which aims to present new works for a new world. To hear more about this thought-provoking program, endeavoring to explore themes of truth and reconciliation through music of Indigenous composers, I'm joined by Polycoro Executive and Creative Director Zoray Gervais, Conductor John Weens, and Collaborator Cellist David Liam Roberts. Welcome back to Classic 107, all. Thank you for having us. A pleasure to see you. Uh, hey, Zore, uh, we the audience have come to expect a, a multimedia immersive experience when it comes to polychoral performances. And this first concert is no exception. Vision is in the title and not to get too semantic, but I'm I'm wondering if you could parse the title for us a little bit more. Is it revision as in to change or is it revision as in reply or, or regarding vision like you might see in an email? You know what? It's all of the above. The reason I picked that title is that this is both um, a way of visioning um, a new future. And, you know, we're looking at these artists' vision of what they want to say. Um, And it's also a way of, like, revising this colonial history through an Indigenous lens and looking at music in that way. So, yeah, it's it's a play on words in, in both ways. I thought it might have a, a bit of both in it. Um, tell us more about the the vision that will be presented by multimedia artist uh, Taylor MacArthur of Pheasant Rump, Nakota First Nation. Oh, I'm so excited to see what she's done. So Taylor actually has synesthesia. And so her whole life, she's experimented with color and light um, in how... Uh, sound creates those images in her mind. So what we'll be seeing is actually um, a translation for her of the sound uh, visual magic happening in her brain. Um, And what she's created for us is actually um, a reactive software. So the music that you are hearing in the concert is uh, talking directly to the software that she's created um, to mirror what she sees in her mind. And then it's going to be interacting and creating colors on screen for the audience. So it's being created live. Then this, is, this sounds almost like a Winnipeg Baroque Festival show that happened as well with, with the, the sort of reaction to the music as it was going on, right? Yeah, though that one was significantly more structured. This yeah. one, I think, is created in a way that it actually is reacting in real time all hmm. the time. The one that Jason had created, he had made some kind of preliminary things in Blender and then was playing with them on stage as well. But yeah, this one is is fully reactive. Really, really fascinating indeed. Um, John, of course, uh, top caliber singing is a, another hallmark of the ensemble, as is adventurous programming, as Polychoro states, continuing down the road not taken. Uh, tell us a little bit about these four composers, Karen Sunabaka, Andrew Balfour, Jocelyn Morlock, and, and Carmen Braden. Well, uh, three of them are Manitoban, and that's always super exciting. Um, and they're all iconic. Every, every single one of them has done something in the Canadian landscape that we can't really imagine the landscape without them there now. They're just so important as composers. Um, and they're, we're doing some of their I think in Andrew's case, we're doing a relatively new work, uh, Waterfall in Spring, which is just a fantastic, lush, beautiful piece. It's, it's about color and the greenery of a forest and how you can find healing in the sound and the experience of being in a larger forest. Um, and uh, Jocelyn Morlock's work, Exaudi, is, I think one of the iconic pieces that's been written in the last 30 years for choir in this country. Um, it's uh, a thoroughly 
uh, modern work that uses a lot of postmodernist ideas that just create these beguiling chains of sound that build into this furor until there's this emotional explosion um, about a f two or three minutes in that's just like so dynamic and thrilling. And the piece is also incredibly poetic. It really takes these lines that the singers sang at the beginning with a lot of passion and gusto. And then she takes them and molds them into the David Liam's cello part for the second half of the piece where we really find that she finds a way to transform them into something that's more peaceful and contemplative. And it's got this incredible resolution at the end. It's, 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 it's a piece that you really have to hear in person to really truly appreciate. Tell us more about the Karen Sunabaka that's on the program. Uh, David Liam, how about you take that? Ah, nice. Yeah, that's my piece. Uh, that's a, it's a solo piece and that was the latest addition to the program. And, uh, Karen Sonnebaka is a, is a cellist, uh, in addition to being a composer. And so she's obviously written a lot for cello. And this is, um, I, I talked to her the other day, uh, about this piece and, uh, she said it's, it's a, it's, it's called Sarabande. So it's, it's a movement as a part of a, a suite that she has started, but hasn't quite finished yet. Um, she finished this movement though, and I, I love it. It's, um, it, it obviously is influenced by, the Baroque dance of a Sarabande, um, but it has all of her uh, idioms in it and um, I think is a, is a great addition to the program and a great addition to the solo pieces that I'm playing as well in this program. Yeah, Manitoba composer, um, you mentioned uh, she a cellist. Um, it's, it's funny you mentioned the, the Sarabande and, of course, being a part of, of, of the Baroque dance form. And, and she actually taught me music theory, too, which ended with a Bach chorale. So, uh, yeah, she was, uh, you know, uh, one of those who I, I think of that way. So I'm very curious to hear this, this solo piece. You know, David, Liam, we, we've been watching um, you and, and your rise as a, a cellist on the scene. And, and, and you're no stranger to the station. But I'm, I'm curious, have you ever collaborated with choir before i i've i've collaborated with uh, some student choirs in winnipeg um with the pemina trails voices oh, yeah, yeah. um family of choirs i, I grew up uh, singing in those choirs so but not with uh, the cal a choir at the caliber of polychoro so this is very exciting for me yeah tell us more about what that that means to you as a performer well um I've never been a part of a concert quite like this before, um, especially with uh, Taylor MacArthur's um, addition to this uh, to this concert. So I'm very excited to to um, yeah just present this this like multimedia type of concert, and um, I'm going to also play some solo pieces uh, with Taylor MacArthur, obviously uh, adding some visual elements. And uh, so maybe I can talk a little bit about the, the solo piece I'm going to play. Mm -hmm, yeah. Uh, one of them is by Ernest Bloch. And uh, it's, it's his solo cello suite number one. And um, it is also very influenced by Bach, who kind of trailblazed this, the solo suite genre. And, um, but it's not a lot. It's, it's, it's different than a lot of Bloch's early pieces that are mostly heard uh, these days. Um, this is a late work of his, and it was in kind of his late period where he was very influenced by Bach's music and t even taught a class at UCLA on um, 
counterpoint and box compositional style. And so uh, you, see, you, you see a lot of Germanic elements in it. And interestingly, this piece was written for Zara Nelsova, one of the great cellists of the 20th century. And uh, she was nicknamed the Queen of the Cello. And not many people know that she actually grew up in Winnipeg huh. until she was 11. And uh, so I feel like that's a really interesting connection. I, I, didn't, I didn't know that she had a Winnipeg connection when I started learning this piece. And uh, so for me, it's, it's kind of special that like one of the best cellists ever grew up in Winnipeg. So her and Bloch kind of had this special relationship. And then the other piece that I'm playing is by Ian Cusson, um, great Canadian Métis composer that I had the pleasure of, of meeting for the first time last year when he was uh, writing this piece that I'm playing, La Pieta After Monkman, for the Eckhart Grammaté competition, which I was a part of. Mm -hmm. And so this piece is kind of like it, it was written with a multimedia um, sense in mind because it's 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 a, a musical response to a painting by Kent Monkman, great indigenous artist, and uh, so it's it it's very visual in nature, and so I, I'm excited to see what Taylor uh, comes up with, um, and so this this piece is written after Monkman's painting La Pieta, which is kind of uh, an indigenous well his his take on uh, the uh, Michelangelo's famous sculpture obviously and uh, it's an incredibly moving painting and uh, one that I'd encourage everyone to look up it's it's on Kent Monkman's website and um, it's yeah so moving Kent Monkman's work if, if people haven't seen it is um, as you say moving it is thought-provoking it, it helps us question and to articulate um, we've heard about the works that you're going to be performing uh, on your own uh, David Liam we've also heard about uh, the, the Manitoba composers uh, Jocelyn Morlock and, and Andrew Balfour there's one other composer on the program uh, here uh, John and I want to come back to you uh, Carmen Braden um, Western Canadian Music Award winner uh, based in, in Canada's north in, in the sub-arctic is, is that right that's right yeah, yeah tell, she's tell us more about there. this work <laughs> Aviva Swims is a brilliant uh, piece about a very young person who is discovering everything for the first time and the observation that um, an adult um, makes of this very young person. So what happens in the piece is um, Aviva goes through this series of firsts and the uh, adult thinks to themselves, oh, this is only the beginning. This is going to happen again. You just wait. And it's going to be amazing every time that she does it. And that's it's got this youthful energy that I just adore. It's really beautiful. Uh, really beautiful. I, I feel like that sort of sums up uh, this entire program, this, this element of observation and discovery and of questioning. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that, of course, yeah. revision or revisions, however we want to pronounce it, um, <laughs> is going to do exactly that. It's going to help us edit and to change and to uh, reimagine and reinterpret. Uh, David, Liam, Zore, John, thank you for taking the time to, to chat with me at Classic 107 today. Thanks for having us. Polychoro Revisions takes place Saturday, November 12th, 7.30 p.m. at the Winnipeg Art Gallery. Uh, you can visit classic107.com for details under the events tab or polychoro.ca.